1: tuned in to the 49ers rush podcast and here is your host john chapman all right welcome to another episode of the 49ers rush podcast and man i have just really enjoyed breaking down all these edge pass rushers and today is going to be our last Series or of our first installment of breaking down the edge position. Uh, we're going to be going over three players today Jalen Ferguson, Montez Sweat, and Rashawn Gary. If you want to go back and hear the other players that we have broken down ahead of them, please go back listen to the previous episode. We did a uh, Nick Bosa versus Josh Allen, they had their own. Then uh Cleland Farrell, Chakai Polite, and Brian Burns. And this is going to be our last before we jump over to the wide receiver position. So Even if you are not a 49ers fan, hopefully you can enjoy the draft breakdowns here. We're just going to keep going all the way up to the draft. And also today, we are going to announce the winner of our giveaway from our sponsor, Game Day Sports and Memorabilia, an autographed Roger Craig jersey, so halfway through the episode I will announce that my son picked the lucky winner, um, and we will be getting that in the mail shortly, so stay tuned for that. So what we're going to do, we're going to give each player the attention they deserve, go down, break down coaching notes, film, all these things. Then, um, after we finish coaching notes, we will go through all three players through what I have is basically my scouting rubric uh, adapted from the great Bill Walsh's coaching notes. Uh, basically, 10 different concepts that I grade every player 1 to 10, 10 being the best. So, we'll go through all 10 of those with all three of these players. And then at the end, I will release, uh, go through my tiers for the entire edge position and how I graded them out, which round, uh, player compos- uh, player comparisons, and all of that. So, it's going to be an edge-heavy show today. So if your team's in the need of a pass rusher like the 49ers, this is for you. So let me just say, starting out, this week has been very interesting for Jalen Ferguson. And I want to start with him. Out of Louisiana Tech, comes in at 6'5", 262. Now, he is by far the most interesting player on film and perhaps off the field as well. A lot of news because he was uh, they rescinded his combine invite to uh, this week for an altercation that he had as a freshman now he is a true senior uh, played freshman sophomore junior and senior year at Louisiana Tech and is the all-time sack leader in the NCAA ever (laughs) he has the most sacks ever 45 career sacks which is very very impressive and a lot of people are saying yeah he's a small school guy but uh, we'll talk through some of that but what happened was his freshman year, he got into a fist fight at a McDonald's late at night with another teenager, and you know nothing really came about it, but it was a huge incident as far as yes, uh you, you could call it a violent issue, and this is the new stance by the NFL. If you have any pre issues with violence or any of those things, you don't get to go to the combine. A lot of criticism went to the NFL because the same week that this happened, Kareem Hunt gets re-signed by the Browns because it's just what the Browns do. They have no issues with any of these violence issues, and there's a big difference between what Kareem Hunt did and Jalen Ferguson did, and the NFL should have received a lot of flack uh, for a freshman. High school kid getting in a fist fight with another male teenager is one thing. Uh, Kicking a girl and all the Kareem Hunt stunt and all that that was on the video is a completely different issue, but whatever. Anyway, Jalen Ferguson is able to go to the combine now to do interviews, but that is all. So he will not participate in any on-field drills, uh, no 40-yard dash, no any of those things. So he'll go through the medical check and some interview process. So we will have to wait for the pro day there to get all of the specifics, which is going to be after the combine, but believe you me, Jalen Ferguson is the real deal. A lot of people can go out there and say, oh, well, you know, Louisiana Tech, yes, he was the Conference USA Player of the Year, but who cares? He's not playing against top end talent. And to that, I would say go watch the film. Go watch the film. Um, and his two games against SEC opponents his senior year, he played against LSU and Mississippi State. Uh, Both those films are up on YouTube if you want to go check them out. He was the best player on the field both games, and it was not even close. Yes, he did dominate lower competition, but he had two sacks against Mississippi State, three tackles for loss, and against LSU he had a sack and a tackle for loss and six uh, total tackles and a forced fumble. Like, You could say with Jalen, hey, yeah, small school, whatever, but whenever you turn on the game film, this kid is for real. I absolutely love this guy, and once we get to the end of the episode and I let you know kind of where the tears are and all that, hopefully it will paint some more light on that. So his tape is absolutely incredible. He is great from a three-point stance, and he also stands up a lot on the edge. And so because of this, he's got a little bit of scheme versatility. You know, being 262 pounds – More than likely, that's going to put him, uh, you know, as a 4 3 defensive end, which I think is a good thing for him, but he doesn't have to be. He really doesn't. So he will be on every single team's board because you have seen him play stand-up on the outside perimeter, and you've seen him with his hand down. I personally prefer him in a 4-3. I think that's what's best for him. And a big reason for that is this kid is a bull rush specul- specialist. He is able to extend his hands very, very well. He plays with great le- leverage, and he has much better bend consistently than I thought. Uh, You know, somebody that's putting up 262, you're usually thinking, all right, he's just going to be a power guy, but he's got a great first step and whenever he was going against LSU, probably one of his better game tapes to process through, even though the stats weren't there, he affected so many plays, and he was in that quarterback's head, whether he was going from the defensive right side or the offensive left side, Uh, sorry, defensive right side or defensive left side, he was all up in the quarterback's face the entire game. Um, He does go to the ground more than you like to see, and he does not have the best motor. However, This kid is special as a pass rusher, which is at a huge premium right now in the NFL. If you can get to the quarterback, everything else is just details. And this kid can do it as well as anybody in the draft. Um... He could improve at getting the offensive lineman's hands off him faster. He has a great stack and shed technique. Stack and shed is basically where you lift the lineman up and then you pull the lineman down with both your hands to one of your sides. Uh, He does it very, very well off the defensive right. He seems to prefer that side, Um, but you see it sometimes from the left side as well, but Again, he does tend to get locked up a little bit too often, so whenever he gets to the quarterback, he can do it in a hurry or he can go through the line. And However, if he does get locked up, he's not great at the hand combat. You know, something you've seen Aaron Donald do or DeForest Buckner that excels at is getting arms off through power. He's got to work on that. Now, one of the coolest thing, and I put in my notes, NBA Jam, <laughs> which I don't know if you remember playing the '90s NBA Jam when a player would hit two or three shots in a row, and they say, "Oh, he's heating up, he's on fire." That's Jalen Ferguson. If he makes one play, you better watch out because it seems like he is—he's the definition of a streaky player. Once he gets hot and he gets that confidence, watch out because so many times as you're processing through his game film he is making three or four plays consistently in a row. So he is one of those streaky guys that once he gets on he is a three sack a game type of guy if he gets in the right situation and uh, this kid is special. Uh, he is he I I keep putting in my notes game changer can win a game single-handedly here. Now sometimes he does disappear a little bit he does struggle with the thicker more athletic offensive lineman that combination is rough for him so if he's playing against a speed guy he can power through him if he's playing against a heavy guy then you know he can get around him but there were a few times whenever I was watching him whenever he's playing against a very large long and athletic uh, offensive tackle he struggled a little bit but it doesn't matter what game you put on He is quite effective. Uh, My player comparison for him is JPP with less effective arms. He's got to work on that. But again, Jason Pierre-Paul, somebody that has just been doing very, very well in the NFL for a very, very long time. And my draft position for him is middle of the first. I really do believe this kid belongs closer to Cleveland Farrell than he does Ja'Kai Polite. I love Jalen Ferguson. Um, Let's go through just real quick my top 10 criteria that i rate them on now again just understand um these are in order so number one is the most important number two second most important so on and so forth so here we go so right off the bat speed rush with bent i have him at a six he he, he's good at it but that's not his game he can do it but that's not where he's making his money he is making his money with number two Power Rush slash Bull Rush, I have him as an 8 in the third highest grade in this class. Uh, Quick First Step is a 6. It's efficient, nothing special. That's just not what he is. Play Recognition is an 8. He has several good plays where he is able to read the screen, um, get outside. If you do not get your hands on him on a zone read, he will blow that up very, very well. Effort Motor is a 4, one of his lowest grades. I really wish that he could work on that. Times on the Ground, I have him as a 6. You know, nothing that's going to like destroy his stock or anything like that, but nothing amazing either. Punishing tackler, six. You don't see him deplete people and destroy them as much as you would like with somebody with that big body. Hands to create separation. This one I struggled with because he's very similar to Brian Burns in the sense that Brian Burns has great bend, but it's so inconsistent. Jalen Ferguson has great hands, but they're so inconsistent. So you see the highlights, and you're just like, oh, this is exactly textbook. But then you watch the film. Sometimes it's like, man, why won't he get into those moves sooner? I have him as a 6 there as well. Run game is a 5, and coverage is a 3. So that's where he's at. Now just understand, like, everything about this kid is special. And if your goal is to increase sacks or defensive pressure on your team, Jalen Ferguson is going to be the you know second, third, or fourth guy on every team's board because of how special and how great he is at this. Now, uh before I jump over to our next player, Montez Sweat, um I want to do this giveaway. So back to Game Day Sports and Memorabilia, our sponsor. They are incredible. We have they have just given us so much memorabilia to give away to our fans. And if you have any Memorabilia needs, head over to Game Day Sports Memorabilia.com. They are incredible. Uh, whatever team you're for, posters, jerseys, helmets, they have it all. Let them know the 49ers Rush podcast sent you. So we had quite a few entrants. Really do appreciate everybody retweeting and subscribing. And our winner, my son picked number 18. Uh, I put everybody that qualifies for it into a spreadsheet and then my son picks the number. It is Travis Hawkins at TD Hawk 21. He has been 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 a loyal listener for a while. Really appreciate everything he does, his contributions. He's actually pretty good, uh, puts a lot of good analysis out there. So just want to say thanks, Travis. I will be hitting you up on Twitter and getting that jersey out to you within the week. Congratulations. And, again, just thanks to Game Day Sports and Memorabilia for all that they have done for us. So let's jump over to our next guy. We've got two more to talk about, and this one kind of turned into the Senior Bowl darling if you will and that is Montez Sweat. Uh, Montez Sweat he's went to Michigan State didn't do too well there transferred out to Mississippi State to the SEC 6'6 245 pounds this guy played for Kyle Shanahan so did Jalen Ferguson I left that out I, I probably shouldn't have done that did pretty well during the senior bowl but the senior bowl darling was Montez Sweat um, and if you want to know what makes him special length power and good hands Those are the things that separate this player. Now, he uses length very, very well. I mean, it's just every single play, whether it's run or pass game, it doesn't matter. You just see length (laughs) and very active hands. He is one of those players that plays through his hands very, very well. Um, What I mean by that is, Whenever you engage with the offensive lineman as a defensive line player, you want to look through your hands, meaning almost like an incline bench press, that is the leverage point that you are trying to get to, which is very, very difficult for guys that are 6'6", but he is able to do this most of the time um, through some coaching and through some consistency if this improves he's going to have a huge advantage on every offensive lineman he goes against because of the, just the power and the leverage of his build um, I'm very excited to see his wingspan just because it could be one of the biggest that we've seen in a while a decent first step nothing special not really a speed guy um, but it, with his length at 6'6 if he can keep his leverage down which you see at times you're going to have something really really special um, has the power to power clean offensive linemen into the quarterback. He goes through them, not around them. He is a guy that, you know, if, if, if you have a lineman, offensive lineman that can't sit in their seat well and get their leverage balanced on the balls of their feet, if they get their weight too much in their heels, he's going to have some fun highlights, which we saw in senior bowl week practices, where he's just going to put them on their butt. Uh, he's going to have kind of one of those highlights every other game where he just steamrolls over an offensive guard or an offensive tackle and just puts them on Sports Center. That That's just who this guy is. Now, he never seems to give up ground in the running game. He is a force in the running game. Even though he doesn't make a lot of tackles and he's not really punishing, he's just so long. <laughs> it, it, it can look like there's a gap there, but you'll see his arms stick out and get a hold of the running back Play rep. Play recognition's a little slow at times. He's got to work on that. Um, and he seems to have only two pass rush moves. Okay, this, this is one of the criteria that I really wish people could. I think I'm going to incorporate next year into my edge uh, rankings is counter moves. Everybody has their one thing that they're special at. He is a bull rush guy to a T. But you've got to be able to have something else because if they know that's what you're going to do, play in and play out, a good offensive lineman can stop that. You have to have that counter move. That's something that makes Von Miller and Khalil Mack so special. Uh, You know, Von Miller, he is a speed guy, but he's very, very athletic and plays with great leverage. So if he gets you, if he beats you outside, he's going to dip inside and use his leverage to push you into the quarterback. Khalil Mack is the exact opposite. He is a power guy, but once he gets that power rush moving, then he can use his speed and bend to get to the outside. So you've got to have two solid moves. Um... You know, Montez Sweat's a bull rush guy, as I said, but then he's got a simple arm rip where he basically, as soon as the lineman extends their hands to block him, he rips where he goes elbow to his ear, and he's pretty good at it. It's almost like a reverse swim to try to post to get behind the offensive lineman to get to the quarterback, but that's it. You don't really see anything outside of that it doesn't show much bend at all i wish he one of those things that he's going to have to get better but if you're like a pro football focused guy like i am he will grade out positive every single game just because the run game they cannot move him out of the position that he is in so if you are a gap integrity defense And you just want to contain and squeeze to the inside running game. Uh, Let's say you you got the New England Patriots in your division. This is a great player because if they are a run heavy gap control, offensive scheme, uh, Montez wet is somebody that's going to give them nightmares because you cannot move this guy. You just can't do it now. He's not going to be a giant sack guy, sack numbers. Uh, you know, the last two years he put up some decent numbers, 10.5 sacks his junior year, uh, which led the SEC. And then in 2018, 12 sacks, which was second only to Josh Allen, who dominated, obviously. But he is going to be more, in the NFL, a, a quarterback disruptor, a guy that's going to push the quarterback out of their comfort zone. And it, there's a place for that. But this is the main reason why I don't think he belongs in those kind of top two tiers. I just don't see it yet. A better football player than a pass rusher, which works in the college level. And he's going to be a solid starter. Uh, Absolutely love the way this guy plays. But I see him, and 49ers fans, you guys tell me what you think. He is basically a lighter Eric Armstead. And what I mean by that is he controls his gap. He does everything right But if you're looking for high sack numbers, I just do not see this happening. You know, I have a late first-round grade on him, and let's take him through the gauntlet. Let's see how I rated him out in every single category. So Montez Sweat through the 10 things. Speed rush with a bend, the most important thing for me in a pass rusher in the NFL today. I have him at a three. It's just not what he is. Power Bull Rush, I had him just below an eight. Uh, I wanted to say seven, then I wanted to say eight, but I didn't think that he was as good as Jalen Ferguson in that department as far as effectiveness. I think he's probably stronger than Jalen Ferguson. I think he's bigger and longer than Jalen Ferguson. But whenever they Bull Rush, they each have different – they bring – almost like they do it differently. And I think that the production level for Ferguson was much higher. So I don't want them having the same grade there. Quick first step, I have it a four. Play recognition first four effort motors a six nothing special there times on the ground is a 10 this guy is so long um, you're never going to see him on the ground he is very very active with his footwork as well punishing tacklers six now this is the thing that separated him i thought these two were the best for him hand used to create separation is a nine versus the run game is a nine so coverage ability is going to be kind of a one or two he's pretty slow thick hipped But he's so long, he might be able to get his hands on a few passes. So that's Montez Sweat. Love this guy, but I do not hold him in the same tier as Jalen Ferguson. I know I'm going to get some flack for that. That's okay. I, I, I really don't mind. I love criticism. I think it makes everybody better. Now let's jump to our last guy of the day. Here we go. Rashawn Gary out of Michigan. He is a load. 6'5", 283 pounds, former number one overall recruit out of high school, uh, chose Michigan. He is, you know, three straight years. He was a freshman, sophomore, three-year starter, and basically started since day one whenever he showed up in Michigan. Now the issues with him are what makes him special is versatility and potential. That's who this kid is because he's so huge. He looks like Derrick Henry, like he's that jacked up, and you add 40 pounds to him, and then you put him on the defensive side. He is a beef, just buff, middle linebacker playing on the line. He could probably play six positions on defense if he lost some weight. But the problem is this. Potential just means you haven't done it before. And his numbers are atrocious. Uh, He's never had more than five and a half sacks in a year. Um, Tackles for loss. He's got 23 tackles for loss, you know, in his entire career, which that's very, very low to say the least. And just to put that into perspective, Jalen Ferguson had 26 tackles for loss his uh, senior year alone. So the fact that Ferguson has, you know, quadrupled the production than this guy had, I know he plays in a tougher conference, I get that, but this is just who Rashawn Gary is, he has never been able to put things together, Um, his game film is absolutely boring, he doesn't seem to ever get production or get into tackles, he is around the ball a lot, but nothing special there um now the one thing that separates him is he is the strongest person like he is just a brick house and so if a offensive lineman tries to block him one-on-one and like a base we're gonna run right at you concept it does not work he does not move (laughs) he does not move a couple double teams you'll see him get washed down a little bit but if you're trying to push somebody off the ball in goal line situations this guy's not going anywhere now the problem is His bend is basically non-existent, and he doesn't even get close to the quarterback a lot of times on his pass rush. Again, whenever I say his his game film is boring, I am being polite. It is just non-eventful. And so because of that, I think that his best fit is going to be at a 3-4 defensive end instead of the edge player, like not even the 3-4 outside linebacker or a 4-3 uh, defensive end I think he needs to go into 3-4 where he can be a two-gap player to utilize his power and athleticism and hopefully he can be more take up of a blocker type of a guy and allow the linebackers to play better behind him than he is create on his own um, however because his ceiling is so high with athleticism bodybuilding all these things somebody's going to jump up and take this guy um, I think he's going to go much earlier than he probably should but that's just what he is. I, I I equated him to this, a more athletic Quinton Coples. I don't think he's going to ever have that type of production in the NFL. But he's going to be a project player. Uh, somebody that might not even you know get very many sacks at all their first or second year. But if he gets in with some good coaching and a good scheme to where he's not the target of the offense, he's going to be able to put up some production. Uh, better run game defender than he is pass game, as I said. He should go in the second round. But I think somebody's going to take him pretty early. So if I if I go through and grade him on everything, speed rush with a bend, I have him as a three, my lowest grade. Um, with you know our previous eight guys that we have we have judged, I guess nine now. Um, let's see here, power rush. I have him with a six. He's got the power, but he doesn't go through linemen during the pass rush. He is much more of a stalemate. I you can't move me type of a player quick first step four it seems like the second step out of his first steps okay but his second step he pops up almost every single play whether it's in the run game or pass game i hate that play recognitions a five effort motors of five uh he gives up on a lot of plays after about six seven steps you're not going to see him chasing down backside plays very often times on the ground 10 the dude's a freak um he's just he controls his space and so he's much more again He's almost like an obstacle the offense has to go around instead of somebody that's going to always be in the backfield making plays. Punishing tackler's an eight. He is very, very strong. Hands used to create separation. Four. Run games in nine. So, again, these last two guys, Montez Sweat and Rashawn Gary, these are guys that if you want to stop the run, you're going to have them a lot higher than if you're just wanting a sack artist. Most of the other guys are there. Coverage, I have them in a three. We don't see them do that too often, but, again, The athleticism and size is something that he's going to be able to take space in a zone scheme. Uh, You want to do some like uh, zone blitzing where the defensive lineman drops back. He's got the athleticism enough to where he can make some things happen. But again, that's a projection. So let's jump now to our overall edge rankings. And I want to go through my tiers. I have four separate tiers. Okay. So instead of just saying, well, this is my edge number one, edge number two, I don't see it like that. Um, The way I do it is tiers because if these two players are somewhat close, uh, i consider them there's a there's not as much gap there than between the numbers of well number three and four are closer than number two and three for example so first edge tier is all by himself nick bosa uh, if he is not picked in the top two picks then somebody is insane and should be fired i'm absolutely in love with nick bosa because his film is so consistent whenever a players film matches their highlights it's just in- incredible and again Pro Football Focus came back. His 2017 season was the highest-graded defensive performance ever by a defensive lineman just because of how consistent he is. He just doesn't take plays off. He is unreal, Nick Bosa. Now, my second tier, and these two guys are close. It really just depends on what you want. Number two, I have Josh Allen, and number three, I have Cleveland Farrell out of Clemson. Josh Allen is the better pass rush specialist. Cleveland Farrell is the better football player. If you want to stop the run and get sack potential, Cleland's your guy. If you just need an edge rusher and your defense is built, you just need somebody on the edge, Josh Allen's your guy. So really what you want there, um, both are elite. I think both will go in the top ten. Now the third tier, I have four guys in it. Jalen Ferguson, which I I contemplated putting him in a tier of his own between the second and third, but I thought he belonged here. Jalen Ferguson, then Ja'Kai Polite, Brian Burns, and Montez Sweat. All four of those are great football players that will provide sack help but are still solid football players, and I, I feel like that tier you're going to be able to get in that kind of 10 to 20 range in the draft. Um, there's probably going to be a 10 edge players drafted in the first round this year. It's a very heavy D-line group. And then in my next tier is Rashawn Gary by himself right now. Uh, I'm going to stop breaking down edge players for a while. I'm going to jump over to the wide receiver position. I go back and forth offense offensive defense. Um, now I will add more edge players after the combine, but really I try to get all my first and second round grades done first. Uh, there are some more guys that I will include in that. But again, as I said, stay tuned. If you haven't haven't already hit subscribe, please do so on iTunes. Leave us a review. It helps us very, very much. And if you got buddies that are really into the NFL draft that want to know more about it, please uh, send them our way. Also, I put film highlights and breakdowns, coaching notes, visual and audio stuff on YouTube. Just search John Chapman. Then click on filter channel and you'll see my face there. Hit subscribe there. That would help us out a lot as well. But really appreciate your time. Stay tuned. We got lots more coming. Draft season is here. I'm a little too excited. Anyway, we'll talk to you guys next time.